Yo, what's good? It's your boy Five Mikes coming to you live and direct once again. It's the idea of manhood, season two, episode 10. Season two, episode 10. Thank you so much for supporting by listening. Spread the word, let people know that we got something positive. I think that. All of us, all of us right now, regardless of whatever's going on, all of us need some positivity. And that's really what, uh, that's really why I'm doing this podcast in general. This is my outlet. This is my positivity outlet. Even if the topics I'm talking about might not seem positive or might not seem like I'm coming from the happy place, it's still, you know, it's still positive because it's still a creative outlet for me. And it's really, I'm hoping that, and everybody I've been talking to, especially dads, young dads, old dads, you know, I'm encouraging people to start their own podcast, get a forum where you can talk about your issues uh, without being interrupted, without uh, having to justify or really explain your point of view. I know it sounds kind of crazy because you should always want to explain yourself, but sometimes I feel, especially as men, that we don't really get the opportunity to express ourselves in meaningful ways. We might be able to express ourselves at work. We might be able to loud talk over people in meetings or, you know, yell and get our point across to our boys. But in ways that are meaningful, that are emotionally important, that are, you know, socially con- uh, socially um, responsible, I think that men have to find avenues to, to get their voice and their point across. So that's really what this idea of manhood is about. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, A few weeks ago, um, in terms of today's topic, okay, so after the election, right, we're still talking election stuff. I know everybody's tired of talking about it, Uh, but the people that are probably tired of talking about it are probably the ones that didn't give a fuck about it anyway, so, or didn't, didn't care about it anyway. I'm sorry to be cursing, but that's just the, that's just the lane I'm in right now. Um, So... A few weeks ago, at, right directly after the election, I posted a Facebook Live video that I entitled Unpacking. And basically, it was my attempt directly after the election to, to try to encourage people that were listening and really myself to move forward or to, you know, come up with a creative analogy to move from the results of the election to life after, you know what I'm saying? Life after the election. Um, and the unpacking analogy really came to me on the spot because, you know, I was just, I was literally in my bedroom at the time. We had a whole bunch of bags cause we've been going week to week to week in tournaments and going traveling and going places. So our bags were packed and they've been packed for like two months and so basically, for those that didn't hear the, the live feed, I was creating the analogy or I, 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 I made the analogy of, you know, this whole election situation. Uh, I connected it to like going on a trip. And regardless of whether or not you had a good trip, an amazing trip, you could have had like the most amazing trip in your life or you could have had the most shitty trip in your life. When you come back home from that trip you have to unpack your bags, right? You have to unpack. So you have to take, you know, everything that you wore during that trip, everything that you had around you during that trip is in your bag. And you got to take everything out of the bag. You got to touch each item. And every time you take something out of the bag, 
it's like a reminder of your amazing trip or your shitty trip. And so, you know, from my perspective, this whole election has been a shitty trip. It's been the shittiest of trips. It's been a shit trip. I can't, I don't know. It's been really, it's been really bad for me, right? And so in that moment, I was trying to process like, okay, well, is there anything good in this bag that we can take out? Is there anything like worthwhile? Is there anything, uh, you know, anything that we could take out of this bag that's going to be encouraging, that's going to empower me, all right? Because I'm, I'm speaking very selfishly because I try to do like, let's move together as a country and us and us, and that shit's not working. And so even though I'm all about positivity in general on, my, on the podcast and in person in real life, like I've just really haven't been in a positive place in terms of my uh, thoughts and, and reflections of my place in this country, right? And so I'm not talking about Clinton versus Trump. I'm not talking about whether or not the Democrats cheated and Bernie Sanders, whatever. I don't really care about that right now. It's like I do care, but I don't. And you got some people that are not smart that are using this opportunity to to like mix humor with like the harsh reality of the fact that Donald Trump is our president, right? Or is the president. So I don't know. That's not where I am right now. I'm not in a place where I can really joke about it yet. I'm not I'm I'm not in a place so so so, so let me let me explain. Let me continue unpacking. This is a part of my unpacking process. And I'm going to be very honest. I'm, I'm, I'm not being very mature right now with how I'm handling this process. With how I'm handling like the let's come together and move on and move forward. I'm not really handling it in a very mature way. I, I, I'm being kind of childish about it. You know, I'm being, um, you know, there's a certain level of distrust I have. For, for anyone that I think voted for Trump or even for the people that might not have voted for Trump but spoke so horribly about Clinton that 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 created this narrative that they were both crooks and it doesn't matter who. Like, I have contempt for those people too. And, you know, I took this election and I, I took the results of the election very personally and I'm taking them very personally. So it, it, it's just been really, really challenging for me to move on. I can't really engage in my typical level of intellectual discourse with people. Like, I can't do it. Like, I'm always the type to entertain all sides of crazy thoughts. And I'm, you know, if people disagree with me wholeheartedly, in most situations, I could be the agree to disagree type of dude. Like, all right, well, you know, you move on. And this is what I believe. This is what you believe. Keep it moving. I can't keep it moving with this, right? I'm just so, I'm perplexed. I feel let down, but the United States has always let me down. Like always, like continuously has let me down. And so I think that there's a place, I think it's safe to say that most black people, most people of color, most minorities in whatever area you're in, I think it's safe to say that most of us at different times can say that the country has let us down. 
And I think in the same breath, we could say, but this is a great country, right? Or this is like, there are advantages and privileges of being American that are awesome, right? Like we can say that in the same breath. We could say, I love this country, but you let me down. The same way we could say to our parents, I love you, mom and dad, but you let me down. The same way we could say to God, I love you, God, but you let me down. Even if like God can do no wrong, right? If we're taking it to that level, like I'm just creating analogies and I'm really just freestyling off of emotion. Usually when I speak off of emotion, it's usually right on it. Like it's usually like, tapping into something that I couldn't create if I spent if I spent 12 years trying to figure out you know a theory or a line of thought if I spent a long time trying to figure it out it usually is off but when I speak off the cuff and from the heart and just like like this it's usually dead on um and just like that I forgot what I was saying but um no like if if Oh God, I really forgot. Um, what was I saying? Hold on, let me let me go back because I think it was I, I think my point was important at the time. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, my bad. I had to go back and listen. I'm sorry. I want to keep my point. What I was saying was that if you're a person of color, if you're a minority, if you're someone that is a disenfranchised group within this country, I think it's safe to say that America's let us down at different times, but we also love being here. And so, with this election and this process and the ramifications of post-election and here are some of the things that like I can't seem to get over so there's a there's so many different lines there's so many different like angles of disappointment and like it's like you know I don't know like if, if you go somewhere and I don't even know you're playing laser tag right you're playing laser tag and is one person is you against 12 people on your team on the other team. And at some point in time, you get caught in the maze. You look up and there's 12 dots on you, 12 red dots. That's kind of like how I'm feeling. That's how many angles of disappointment there are. Every red dot represents a different angle that someone trying to kill you. And like, I, I feel like there is this. There is this like, I feel like there's so many levels of hatred towards me. And I'm taking it personally because I feel like in this process is important. I feel like me, there's so many angles and red dots on me from different areas that, you know, you kind of know they're there. But when they pull that trigger and you hear all those dots and you lose the game, that's when it really like hits you like, oh shit, these people are against like, oh, they was trying to kill me. They was, they was really trying to take me out. So here are the different angles that got my head all twisted up, right? That I can't seem to, I can't seem to shake off. So one, you have this group of white people, right? You got this group of white people that everybody's trying to understand. Everybody's trying to explain. Everybody's trying to say, oh, you know, you got white people in the South and white people in the Midwest that were X, Y, and Z that people overlooked and didn't think about and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how? How haven't we thought about you? What do you, I mean, how, how can they think that we haven't addressed their concerns? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even... I, 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 okay, 
let me be, let me be, let me try to be mature here. I understand that our country is very much centered around like urban urban areas. So I know like people think the world revolves around New York, DC, Chicago, Miami, LA, you know, whatever. And we all know that that's not the case, but the narrative after the election is that, oh, everybody's trying to figure out how Trump got elected. Everybody's trying to figure out who was it? Who messed up? Who said they were going to vote for Trump but didn't? Who said they were going to vote for Hillary uh, or who said they were going to vote for Hillary but didn't? Who said they weren't going to vote for Trump but they did? Let's find them and let's try to understand them a little bit more. What are we going to understand? These are people. These are people that have been people for so many years. These are generations and generations of people. So let's try to figure out now in this 30-minute news section how we can appeal to the Midwestern or the Southern white person. What? How? That that doesn't even make any sense. So we're going to try to figure out now how to appeal to those people. Are we supposed to really be, are we supposed to really believe that we haven't been appealing to those people before? Is that is that what this election is supposed to put a uh, put a bright light on? We're supposed to pull the high beam on the fact that white people in this country, in this country, in the United States of America feel that they are neglected. That's what, you want me to sit here in this chair and really believe that. Man, I don't believe that. That's not the reason. That's not the reason. What's the reason? Okay, so that's not it. So that's the one angle. The other angle is you got black folks that's like, mm, I'm not going to vote. Because the person I wanted to vote for didn't get the nomination. Bitch, what? How, how stupid do you... Like, I'm not going to vote for whoever even though I want you to vote for Clinton. I think it would have been a more smart decision to vote for Clinton. But let me just say this. For all those people that said, you know what? I don't got a dog in this fight because I wanted Bernie to win. How are you any different from the people that's like, I don't got a dog in this fight, so I'm going to vote for Trump? You're not any different. You're the same. And for the people that said they're going to vote for Trump, that's like saying, fuck you, Mike Andrews. That's what they said. So if you didn't vote for anybody because your Democratic candidate didn't get the nomination, you said, fuck you, Mike Andrews, and anybody that feels like you. And I can't respect it. I don't believe it, and I can't respect it. Because here's the thing. What if you were wrong? What if you were wrong? These people are so bullheaded and so, like, stuck sticking to their guns and trying to be fake revolutionaries now... Now is when you're going to be fake revolutionaries. Now is when you're going to act like you care about politics and about the government. Now, during the presidential election. So maybe your one little black ass vote didn't count. But the narrative that you put out there and the energy you put out there, please believe that that is contagious. So somebody that you might have influence on might be like, oh, this person didn't vote or this person is protesting the election because the DNC cheated like this is the first year a branch of the political government has used their power for some sort of advantage but now is the time when you want to spread that narrative 
No respect for that. That's one angle. The other angle is for the people that uh, the people that put their vote behind a third party. Okay, I have at least a little bit more respect for them. I don't have the full respect, if I want to be very honest. You know, I understand, and they might not have respect for me, and we could agree to it. We could agree to disagree or disagree to agree or whatever, but they can go on their podcast and talk about their issues. I don't have as much respect for folks that put their vote behind a third party and then want to come up. Here, here's the part that I don't like. Here's the part I don't like. You put your vote behind a third party, the election results come out the way that they do, and then you come back and say, I wanted Bernie to be in. Hey, man, listen, yo. Listen, son. Take that dumb shit back to psychology 101, please. Because what you're talking about is nonsense. You're going to put your vote behind another person. It's not like we know that Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, if that's their names, I don't really remember because I didn't take much time to learn about them because I didn't want to. Point blank, point period. It's not like we know for sure that they've been anointed by the political gods to have all the answers. So what people are saying is, you know what? I'm not going to put my vote behind someone that's going to be a better leader. Not the best, but a better leader. Some of y'all fools got FOBO, yo. Some of y'all got FOBO. Some of y'all got fair, better options. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all got. Some of y'all got FOBO. So instead of making a good decision, y'all make a wrong decision, and y'all wait too long to make a decision at all, and then you're going to have the nerve to come back out after the fact and say, hey, man, my candidate didn't get the nod because the DNC cheated. Hillary's corrupt. Meanwhile, you stealing staples from your little piddly ass job. Meanwhile, you're using the company car to go to McDonald's on your lunch break. Hillary's corrupt. Meanwhile, you're stealing reams of paper for your son's art project. Hillary's corrupt. Meanwhile, you using your company's phone for personal text messages. Hillary didn't secure her email. Meanwhile, you don't even have a Twitter because you don't understand technology. Anyhow, I took a little petty turn. That was petty what I just did. But see, I could acknowledge it. You know what I'm saying? I could acknowledge my petty. And right now, when it comes to this presidential election and the results and the ramifications and the conversations that are happening now, I'm petty as hell. I am Petty LaBelle. I am Tom Petty. I am Petty Hardaway. I am all of the above. <sighs> so that's one angle. The next angle is... Um, the folks that I think I don't know if I mentioned this, but the folks that like we assumed and probably should have voted for Trump or I'm sorry, probably should have voted for Clinton, but didn't the people that are kind of like in middle America, the, the folks that aren't rich, that aren't poor, that are working class or middle to working class. And, you know, they call them the soccer mom group. And they decided to say that the soccer moms are all white and educated. Bit, I'm a soccer dad. Huh? Not an excuse. I'm a sport. I, I'm middle to working class. 
I didn't vote for Trump. That wasn't my line of thinking. There was nothing. There was absolutely nothing. If I care about any marginalized group, any of them, take your pick, and paid any attention to how Trump was organizing his campaign and the words that he chose to say. I don't know about, I don't care about his policies, dog. I don't care about Trump's policies. Don't send me an email with Trump's policies. Don't send me a link to his website with his policies. I don't care about that. Truth be told, I don't care about Obama's policies. I didn't care about Bush's policies. I didn't care about Clinton's policies. I didn't care about Reagan's policies because I'm not a politician. And I don't like, I, 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 I can't like, I can't interact on that level when it comes to policies. I am a people person. And some of y'all are people people, but you're faking like your politics people, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about economics besides what you read in an article on Jill Stein's website. You don't know anything about the history of flight or fight and how neighborhoods have been gentrified and regentrified and then burned down and built back up with completely different makeups. You don't know anything about that, but you're making decisions like you do. That's fraudulent, my dude. So you got these fake politics out there, fake politicians that were making decisions because they all of a sudden learned about policy. You know, like policy is, 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 a, is a field of study, right? So for the most part, most of you couldn't even open a policy manual or open uh, or, or, or take something that's not policy and make it into a policy. You can't do that. You don't even understand that that's a thing, that that's something that people do. People make policies based on programs and based on services and based on what people do. So all you say, oh, I don't know what Clinton's policies were, or Clinton's policies were the same as Trump's policies. You don't know that. You're making that up. You read an article one time, you freestyled it, made people think you understood it, and then you encouraged people to vote based on that, or not to vote based on that. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You voted based on some bullshit policy that you think you know. You don't even work in the government. You don't even support government. You've never been to a city council meeting. You've never been to a PTA. You've never been to a PTA meeting. But you're talking about, I don't agree with the policies. I think Bernie Sanders was better. Hey, man, look. You ain't shit. I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't. If you purposefully, if you purposefully voted for Trump or created a narrative using whatever platform you use to go against a better candidate in the election, you ain't shit. And I'll tell you in your face that you ain't shit. 
And I'm sorry, like, I really, it's been two weeks, right? By now, I should have come down and been like, you know what, guys, let's move on. You know, we got to come together at some point in time. You got to like really, no, my dude, no, I, I can't get to that point. And I don't really think I can. Look at the TV right now. Look at the TV right now. Trump is struggling. He can't even pick a cabinet. He can't even pick. Yo, my dude Trump picked a white supremacist. Is that the what? Supremist? A white supremacist or supremacist? I don't know. He picked someone that's a neo-Nazi enthusiast to be his chief of staff. But here's the thing. Y'all idiots don't know what a chief of staff is. <laughs> you don't. You don't. I know you don't. I know you don't. Because you don't. You don't know what a chief of staff is. But somehow you think that Clinton cheated her way into the Democratic process, into the, into the Democratic Party. Trump selected a white nationalist, neo-Nazi enthusiast, KKK-endorsed person to be his chief of staff. And y'all fools like... That's what you deserve. That's what you deserve. You should have just put in. You should have. I'll smack the shit. What? Listen, man. There is nothing that you all can tell me that is going to make me feel any better about this situation that we're in. Trump can't even pick a cabinet without disarray. You know what I'm saying? Last week, I talked about big leadership, the big L. Trump's not a big L. Shout out to New York. Shout out to hip hop. Trump's not a big L person. This is not his thing. Being president is not his thing. So you all know in your little piddly jobs that you do, in my little piddly job, when you get a promotion, right? When you get a promotion or you get a new job, the first thing you do, let's say you've been working at this company for a few years, right? You've been working at this company for a few years and you get a promotion, right? You get a new job and you're in a more, you know, you're in a higher level. You got a team now, people you work with, but you got some new information that you have control over. When I go into a new situation, the first thing I do is align myself with the people that I know can do good work. I align myself with the people that I know have done good work and that know the agency and that know me because I've been there for a while. So it's better for me to use my, my, the privilege that I have of working in this establishment, whatever it might be, I use that privilege to go out and link with the people that I know are good leaders within this establishment. Trump doesn't know these people. Trump doesn't know the history or the reputation or the, uh, or the work ethic of these people in Congress or these senators or these high-level politicians because he hasn't been around them and you're expecting him. You would say, I'd rather not vote for Hillary Clinton who has been in politics and has been around these people for 30 years. 
years rather than to throw someone in there who's been a very mediocre hotel manager for however many years. If you want to look at Trump's work, take a drive around Atlantic City and look at how desolate and horrible and disgusting it is down there. What he did to that whole entire boardwalk area. Nucky Thompson could be president before daggone Donald Trump. So we expect this dude to come in and pick from a litter of people that he knows nothing about, that know nothing about him. You got people be like, yo, Trump's like, yo, I want you to be my secretary of state. And folks are like, I'm good. I'm going to go over here and sell CDs. They don't even make CDs anymore, but I'd rather do that than be in your cabinet. You got his whole leadership situation is deteriorating his whole cabinet is deteriorating before it starts that's not okay so regardless of his policies let me go back to the policies because i know y'all stuck there regardless of his policies his leadership is what is going to impact us the way that he goes to uh, when he has to go to other countries you know that face his ugly face, like his pompous, dismissive, uh, uh, you got an empirical ass face. Like his face represents colonial, uh, colonialization. Like his face represents imperialism. Like his face represents white man conquer black countries. Like you want his face to go and represent you. And your community, and your hood, and your project, and your block, and your neighborhood, and your HOA. You want his company, his brand, his face to go and represent the United States when he go. You know, he's not going to Africa. He's not going to Haiti. He's not going to uh, to South America during his presidency. You know that, right? He's going to be right up in Russia doing the kid and play with Putin. He's going to be right up in China setting up his little Thai companies for after his presidency is over. Please believe this. I stand by this. I said this from day one, and I'm about to I'm about to close this out because I'm tired of being angry. And I'm actually tired. Like, I'm physically tired of yelling. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry for yelling because y'all got to listen to it. He is not running for president to be president yeah i'm sure you're like mike you stupid because uh hello mike i'm sure some of y'all trying to be cynical uh mike he is president no shit but what i'm telling you is that he didn't want this he didn't think it was going to work once he decided it was going to work his team was like word evil grin evil fingers his team was like oh this is going to work oh we about to bankroll this country and i don't mean he's not gonna he's not gonna uh put the country in any more debt he might but that's not he's not gonna like you know he's not gonna use the country's money for his what he's going to do is use the country as a front to make his money this is about him his legacy his children and the trump brand i've been saying this from day one y'all didn't agree maybe i'm wrong though time will tell won't it 
Time will tell. Time has already told that some of y'all idiots are wrong. Time has already told that. Some of y'all is like, well, maybe our country needs a new star. Maybe our country needs someone like Trump, who's a businessman, to come in and not from the political ranks. And you're already wrong. But maybe I'm wrong, too. Maybe I'm we're, maybe we're both wrong. Maybe this country doesn't need a president. Maybe it's just to be self-rule. Like maybe so the same people that are all like, oh, we need somebody new to come in. We need to change government. But when we start talking about socialism, when we start talking about communism, they looking at you crazy. Trump is about to be way more like Fidel Castro than any of our presidents have been. Mark my words. But y'all don't like Cuba, though. Y'all don't like socialism, though. Okay, watch. Watch. That's it. I'm out. I'm tired of yelling. Peace.